Welcome to How Leaders Lead. I'm Kula Callahan here to bring you another edition of Three More Questions with David Novak. David, I'm so glad to be back on our show. How are you today? I'm doing great, Kula. And today we're discussing my conversation with Eric Wood. He's the former captain and NFL center for the Buffalo Bills. In fact, he was an all pro and he's also the author of a great new book called Tackle What's Next. And Eric and I have become really good friends. Uh, He's from Louisville, which is my hometown. I met him on the golf course and uh, we've had lunch together and really gotten to know each other a bit. And I just love how he is reinventing himself as he's moved from football and is now going into the world of business. He's a great broadcaster, getting better at it every single day. And he's just a terrific person. I agree. This conversation is so much fun. Eric has an incredible story. And to hear how he has gone from football, suffering a career-ending injury into the world of business is so inspiring. And I'd love, like you said, how he's reinvented himself. And I'm excited to dive into our questions for today. Are you ready for it, David? All right, let's kick it off. (laughs) (laughs) Question number one. Eric was the starting center for the Buffalo Bills, but he didn't even start on his high school football team his junior year of high school, which is now when most kids are committing to colleges. He really had to work his way up to the top in his football career. Now, David, you didn't start at the top of the ladder in your career either. What advice can you give to people as they try to grow their careers? I think the most important thing you can do is get good at the job you know you have to do. You know, you get hired to do a job, get really excellent at it. Once you get excellent at the job that you've been hired to do, then that'll give you the credibility to take on more responsibility. Now, when you think about taking on more responsibility, I always looked up at who I was working for and who that person was working for. And I asked myself, what kind of skills did they have? And then I would ask myself, Do I have those skills? If I didn't have those skills, I would go out and do whatever I could to build the know-how, to build the capability, to have those skills so that I could take on more responsibility. And then I think it's just one step at a time. Don't get ahead of yourself. Do your job well, then do the next job well, then do the next job well, then do the next job well. And guess what? You just might end up becoming CEO of Young Brands, which happened to me. And uh, and it happened over a steady progression, I think, of doing the job well and also going to the people that I was working with and asking them, what could I do better? And then trying to get better at those things. And I think that'll really work for you. I agree. You know, one thing Eric talks about in the episode is his commitment to developing good habits. And I imagine that that was a big piece of your journey too, David. Not only did you look at these great leaders who were above you in the organization, but I imagine that you had to build in routine in your day-to-day life and professional life to help you develop those good habits to stay persistent and to persevere through whatever it is you were faced with. I think that's a really great point, Kula. And I think perhaps the best habit I developed that helped me grow as a a leader was I just really worked hard. 
You know, my work ethic was incredible. I mean, there was nobody that outworked me. And my feeling was, is I may not be the smartest person in the room, but nobody's going to outwork me. And if you have two smart people in the room, the person that outworks the one that's next to them is the one that's going to get the next job. And I just really felt that. So that work ethic, that ethos that, frankly, I got from my parents was really the habit that I just incorporated into every job I had. All right, question number two. Eric got a call when his wife was in the hospital about to give birth to his son that his football career was over due to a neck injury. I can't imagine how intense that phone call must have been for him, especially being there at the birth of his son. Now, David, you didn't suffer a career-ending injury, but you also got a tough call with a cancer diagnosis. Can you talk us through what that was like and, and what you did to keep going? Well, I think when you get diagnosed with cancer, it just jars you. You're going along. Everything seems to be going extremely well. You think you're healthy. And in fact, I was in the best shape I'd, I'd ever been in when I, I got the diagnosis. And it just really sets you back. Fortunately, you know, I was able to talk to people who'd been in similar situations. And I had the tremendous support of my wife, Wendy, and my family. But the biggest thing I did was just start going to work. I had to decide who was going to be my surgeon, who was going to be my oncologist. And I did that within a 24-hour period. I was I ended up going to three hospitals the, in the next three days. And, you know, I met with the, the top people at each one of those hospitals. I picked out who I wanted to be on my team. And you know what? I just always felt like I was going to beat it. And one of the things that I learned was, is that if you have cancer, one of the best things you can do is just keep moving because, you know, you have chemo and radiation and, you know, it can really take you down. But if you exercised, which is something I was already doing, you can literally, you know, get your body going. And I felt like I was just working out those potential cancer cells and getting them out of my body. And so I went through the chemo. I went through the radiation I kept playing golf. I kept uh, doing everything that I was doing before. I just wouldn't let it stop me. And I was positive the entire time. I always felt like I was going to beat it. And the good news is six years later, I am cancer free. But make no mistake, you know, when you have a jarring bit of news, like Eric had when he found out that if he continued to play football, he could get paralyzed and never walk again. Or when I got cancer, and I realized that I could potentially die if this really took hold of my body. You just start doing whatever you can to give yourself the best odds. That's what Eric did, and that's what I did. I love that, David. Thanks so much for sharing what you did. You know, I have not received a cancer diagnosis, thankfully, but I remember I got a, a life-altering call one day eight years ago that my brother had passed away. And it's so interesting what happens in that moment because life as you know it is completely changed, but it's almost like these primal instincts kick in and you start doing things that you know are going to serve you well in the moment. For me, it was, you know, getting supportive people around me, continuing to eat well and exercise and get good sleep. And 
that was kind of all I could control in the moment. But doing those very rudimentary things allowed me to kind of face that grief and kind of build my family back up. Similar to what you just shared about doing what you could to give yourself the best chance. You researched doctors, you researched oncologists, you kept working out, you kept giving your body the best chance to fight it. And I think that that's something that's really hard to do, especially in the wake of such jarring news. And I think that's why I find Eric's story so inspiring because he definitely did it. And that's why I think his uh, book, Tackle What's Next, is terrific for anyone to read. Well, that is a great segue into our next question of today's episode. Question number three is this. Eric has great advice on how to navigate transitions in life. And his book is an excellent book that you should definitely read. But whether you're in a career transition or a life transition, Eric just has great advice on how to tackle that. David, what would you tell leaders who are in a season of transition? Well, you know, I had the good fortune to meet with Eric, and he came to me and asked me that same basic question. And the coaching that I gave him is the coaching that I have in my book, Take Charge of You, How Self-Coaching Can Transform Your Life and Career. And I talked to him about the importance of really understand what gives you joy. My contention is follow your joy and understand What are your joy builders and what are your joy blockers? Get all those joy blockers out of your life as much as you can and focus on the things that really lift you up. When you do that, you're going to be really good at it. You're going to enjoy it. You're not going to feel like you're working and you're going to be on your way to a successful next step. I encourage everyone listening to this episode to do that exercise. Grab a copy of Take Charge of You if you've not read it yet and take some time and write down what it is that brings you joy and might seem like a silly exercise as we talk about it, but it is so informative of what you should spend your time on and how you should direct the path of your life. So I love that advice. And while we're on it, Kula, you know, one of the things I'm going to do on January 1st that I do every year is what I call my three by five exercise. I'm going to write down on one side of this three by five note card, who I am today, what am I today? And then on the next side, the other side, I'm going to write down, what do I want to be tomorrow? And I'm going to really try to build high self-awareness of what I am today and how I can get even better tomorrow. And then I'm going to post that sucker on my uh, refrigerator and I'm going to look at it every day and I'm going to use it to inspire me to do the things that I know that will bring me a lot of joy in 2023. I love it. I'm going to do the same thing. And I learned it from you. And I'm just so grateful for your leadership there because it's so important for us to just continue to develop and to continue to learn and to continue to grow in self-awareness because you really can craft a life that you love living. And this exercise is a great way to do that. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Three More Questions. Thanks again for tuning in. We're on a mission to make the world a better place by developing better leaders. And if you carve out a little time with us each and every week, we'll help you build the confidence you need to lead well. 